Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. Clinton's old private email server is now in the hands of the FBI from the company who managed it, turned it over with no subpoena and contains no useful data. A remarkable photo sparking major debate. A woman breastfeeding not just her own baby, but her friend's son as well. Blushing face. Two little dancing girls wearing cat ears. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. No, it was very natural. It was very... It seemed very natural. I feel like he's my son. Good morning. It's 904 News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. Hope that everybody is ready to absolutely get on board with the show. And <laughs> I hope you're all feeling it. In fact, I love doing the show so much. Sometimes I just want to give you a great big. That is the uh, language of emoji. We are trying to reach out to younger uh, uh, listeners, college Listeners, college listeners who might be supporting Mrs. Bill Clinton. Mrs. Bill Clinton sent out a tweet yesterday from her campaign saying to college students, how does your student debt make you feel? Tell me. Now, there are a lot of ways you could go from that point, right? Tell me. Tell me. What do you think we should do to help solve the problem of college debt? What do you think a good proposal would be? to lessen the amount of money you got to borrow in the first place. What would, what would be a good way for us to move forward to put education and resources together so more college grads can have less of a burden? But she goes instead, hey, college students, uh, debt, tell me how your college debt makes you feel, feel in three emojis or less. Emojis. Emojis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next debate for the President of the United States. Here to debate the issue, emoji guy and emoticani. And here we go. I mean, what? Hillary, here's what I think of your idea for emojis. <laughs> exactly. By the way, there is an emoji apparently for everything. I, I, I had no idea. I've never emoged in my life. In fact, I will. This is my, my Michael Graham pledge to you here at News Radio, here um, at News Radio 106.7. I will donate $100 to the first presidential candidate to pledge to propose a constitutional amendment denying the right to vote to anyone who's ever sent an emoji. 
If you emoji, you should not be near a polling place. That is my very, very simple uh, view of the world. So that's where I am. But I and I know, I know that upsets a lot of emoji Americans. <laughs> Do you remember the story a few weeks ago where someone was in trouble because they criticized a political candidate criticized? I forget what it was. Something and the person cried. And everyone was upset. He made something cry. <laughs> So, I, look, I know that this makes all you uh, college grad, Agnes Scott, you know, uh, social justice warrior, liberal students, very, very happy. Yay. <laughs> I know it makes you feel like this. Ah! There we go. I'm so, so glad. But not me. It makes me feel like this. I can't wait, by the way, until our entire you know, presidential ads and ads for governor and whatever are nothing but a series of emojis and emoticons and uh, Nathan Deal, uh, Jason Carter, hey, vote, uh, not hey, uh, really, is this where we're going? So we're going to discuss that with uh, the folks over at twitchy.com, twitchy.com, the, the, they uh, aggregate, they pull together great tweets and Twitter conversations. And I love, uh, I love their work and they've been on top of the story from the beginning. Uh, somebody <clears throat> has started a new Twitter account called emoji for POTUS so that emoji Americans can finally be represented. I just, I love the idea of dumbing down the conversation for leader of the free world. Don't you? I absolutely love that. By the way, Donald Trump says he is, all for the concept of a female running mate. Absolutely. Hillary on his short list since he's out there humping for her anyway, doing everything that he possibly can. So there's no surprise there. And, yeah, we're going to definitely get to this conversation uh, about the uh, the mom. Uh, okay, here, here's a story. So this mom has a baby. And about 10 months ago, she meets another mom, a single mom who also recently had a baby. They're like at a baby photo shoot kind of thing, whatever, you know, those, those places you take your baby for baby pictures. And mommy number one is breastfeeding her son. Mommy number two says she's struggling to breastfeed her son. And they somehow strike up a conversation. And mommy number one ends up breastfeeding the child of totally unrelated, just met her, Mommy number two. A remarkable photo sparking major debate. A woman breastfeeding not just her own baby, but her friend's son as well. Pennsylvania mom Charlie and Durante wanted her son Mateo to breastfeed, even if she couldn't do it herself. I did what was best for my son in a time that he needed something more. Not able to pump at work, Mateo began reacting badly to formula. So her friend Jessica Coletti suggested a unique solution. While many applauding the gesture of friendship, some taking issue. One writing, I found this picture disturbing. The World Health Organization lists milk from a healthy wet nurse or human milk bank as the best alternative to milk from an infant's own mother. As for these two friends, they not only describe their sons as milk brothers, but they're now raising them together under one roof. In Toronto, moving in with Coletti and her husband two months ago. Milk brothers. I predict that we are going to discover at some point this is a reality show. 
So you meet a woman, with single mom with a kid at a photography studio. You start breastfeeding her kid, and then she moves in, and you start living together as a family. A dad, his wife, their baby on the breast, another woman, her baby on the other breast. If Lifetime movie, if Lifetime television has not called them already, if TLC has not already gotten them, I am completely stunned. So... I show, by the way, I showed this photo to my lovely bride, Buttercup, yesterday, who's, as you know, is, is more liberal than I am. Then again, Attila the Hun is more liberal than I am. Um, and uh, she looks at the, and I'm thinking, you know, that it's going to be the kind of feminist, you know, that whole gender, whatever thing. And she looks at the picture and her first reaction is, ew. I mean, totally unsolicited, just ew. And then I said, but honey. They're breast friends. And then she punched me in the face. So I don't know if you think this is a punch me in the face story. I don't know if you think this is a uh, great story of, of compassionate human beings reaching out together. But we're definitely going to talk about it at 844-404-1067 and on the confession hotline. And the best call to the confession hotline will wear a, win a pair of tickets to see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater on August 22nd. The confession hotline 404 404- Four three six two thousand seven. When we come back, should uh, American politicians, political leaders, etc., be reaching out to people who are so intellectually challenged that they have to communicate their feelings about foreign policy or tax policy using emoticons and emojis? Is that what we need to do? Is this a distressing sign of America? Is going. And when you talk, I've got some quotes. For, uh, a friend of mine wrote a piece for the Weekly Standard about talking to people about their politics. And it's just when, when you talk to people, particularly young people, about what they think about the world and how things work, are you hopeful for the future or are you tempted to uh, blow your own head off? When you, uh, you tell me at 844 404 1067. Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Cat face that looks like Edward Munch's The Scream? Blushing face. Two little dancing girls wearing cat ears. Text bubble. And that, of course, was a gathering of the young Democrats of, the, of America debating whether or not we should be giving support to Syria. 844-404-1067. Brent says, Michael, speaking of emojis, have you seen the movement to hashtag disarm the iPhone? People upset over the gun emoji. And no, Michael, I'm not joking. Wow. Here to discuss the current uh, standard of conversation about Politics and governance is Lori Zaganto. She is the uh, editor-in-chief and big wheel at twitchy.com, which should be a key part of your Internet traversals. Uh, Lori, welcome to the Michael Graham Show. Hi, it's great to talk to you. Uh, am Especially I allowed, about something so hilarious. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to share with everyone your, hash, your, your, uh, your Twitter handle? Yes. Why, why don't you do it so that I don't violate any FCC <laughs> guidelines or get punched by a feminist? Oh, the feminists love it. It's snark and boobs. And Amanda Marcotte told me that I was objectifying myself yes. with that handle. So <laughs> I'm going to keep it forever. Well, you are well objectified, Lori, at twitchy.com. <laughs> and you guys are doing a great job. 
Okay, Thanks. so in fact, in fact, you're doing such a great job that I want to give you a... There you go. There's your emoji <laughs> kiss right here. So first, <laughs> tell, tell everybody about the Hillary campaign outreach that you guys at Twitchy <laughs> spotted. Oh, it's so hilarious. As soon as I saw her campaign, her Twitter feed tweet this out, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. She, she tweeted out she, a request for people to tell her how they feel about their student loan debt in three emojis or less. And well, first of all, that's ridiculous in and of itself. But then she's talking about like the importance of education and stuff, but grammar is pretty hard for her. <laughs> a whole bunch of people pointed out um, it's fewer, Hillary. Ah. <laughs> three or fewer. Mm-hmm. So, so they couldn't even get the grammar right. But it, the one thing that's so great about Twitter is the immediate pushback of things like that. Like the the regular media would just kind of turn a blind eye to it because it's so embarrassing for right. Hillary. But they, all the conservatives jumped right on board. And conservatives, they paint us as fuddy-duddy stick-in-the-muds all the time, but we're hilarious. So it was just giggle central all night. Mm. Well, we're talking to Lori Zaganto with uh, Twitchy.com. I love the reaction from college graduates and college students to Hillary's request that they express their thoughts on the complicated public policy issue of student loan debt through (laughs) (laughs) nonverbal emoji signs. That was my favorite part. Yes. (laughs) So presidential. Somebody just tweeted me, though, hey, what's more diverse than establishing emoji as the new official language for the U.S.? Very so maybe good. that's her plan. <laughs> <laughs> My, I like the people who are tweeting out, Hillary, we can make words, <laughs> which I'd like to think college students can, but I don't, I don't know. And that's the thing at twitch.com. You guys cover this about where the uh, – I used to – they used to be called low-info voters. They are now known yeah. forever as Emoji Americans. Uh, <laughs> The level of discourse that emoji Americans are engaging in. Yes. <laughs> uh, but what Jedediah Bila summed it up perfectly. She tweeted back to Hillary that you know she could smell the desperation, and she only needed one emoji. Uh, she didn't even need words, just one emoji, and it was the hysterical laughing with tears coming out of the right. eyes emoji. So. I have to be honest with you, I have ne- never emojied before. This is all new <laughs> to me. And uh, I, I was actually willing to support a constitutional amendment banning anyone who uses emojis from being allowed to vote. I mean, I just, I, I've never seen a conversation that was, you know, uh, aided or enlightened by having emojis. But you know, no. you. You got the the feedback you get and the people you talk to. I mean, should I be worried about the level of information that future you know, that America's young Americans have, or are things in better shape? And this is just Hillary's stereotype that oh, college kids are just sitting around, you know, uh, surfing the web, watching Funny or Die, and sending each other emojis. <laughs> Um, maybe it's a combination, but I think I think it was more uh, them just being so completely toned up because even she got a whole bunch of replies from people even saying that they like her, but they were just like insulted by the fact that she thinks they're such idiots that they can only communicate but with little emoji symbols instead of actual words. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, what were the other reactions that you've seen at Twitchy dot com and some of the tweets that you've got? Not just on this, but on the uh, you know Hillary Clinton campaign in general. Is she winning the war for young hip happening people? No, 
<laughs> she has. Oh, we did a uh, post a couple weeks back. People pointing out that she had like the saddest Twitter feed ever. She's she's just horrible mm-hmm. at it. She's horrible at social media. She's horrible um, at running for president. You know, well, Char- yes. Yeah, Charles C.W. Cook from National View tweeted that out. Just, just, you're just very yes. Hillary. You're just bad at running for president. Yes. She seems to be. Yes, yes. We did a post on that because he just summed it up perfectly. Like, you are really bad at running for president. And then when they doubled down, mm-hmm. because then she she kind of admitted that it, it was idiotic, but they right. admitted it. By using another like emoji kind of thing, like the little shruggy man, right. the thing that looks like oh, a man yes, shrugging. Oh yes, yes, the one that where you use. There's an old school emoji where you use like the uh, parentheses and the colons yeah. and whatnot to yeah. get something. Like I don't that. even know how to make one because mm. I'm a grown up. Right. <laughs> but Jim Treacher over at the Daily Caller summed that one up great. He just replied to her, "Why should we vote for you, shruggy man?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking to Lori Zaganto with uh, Twitchy.com. So Hillary, we just found out, uh, was trying to access a book. Yes. And uh, this was back during the whole server issue. And I'm not making this up. She was trying to, to access a book uh, with chapters entitled How to Make Sure It Stays Deleted. This talking about emails. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just and you you can't believe. I mean, it, it seems like it's beyond. You know, what I'm saying it's beyond parody, but it's true. Mm-hmm. She was actually trying to get a book. Uh, she wanted tips on how to make sure emails stay deleted. You know, tips on how to keep your emails private. This is all in this book. And so, as Twitter often does, you now have hashtag Hillary's yeah. bookshelf. <laughs> and so, so some of the books on Hillary's bookshelf uh, are um, uh, emails for dummies. Uh, seven corrupt habits of highly successful criminals, which I like that of mice and menopause. Yes. <laughs> There's uh, a great it, one from Iowa. Hawk. Right. Um, he said how to destroy evidence, including the evidence that you bought this book on how to destroy evidence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Shawshank Redemption Two, the how to edition, which my God, orange is my new jumpsuit. Uh, Hillary's bookshelf of Huma's bondage, which I like that a lot. <laughs> yes. And then the extremely redact, not the notebook, the extremely redacted notebook. <laughs> so it all happens on Twitter and everybody gets their revenge. And that's why I love twitchy.com. Thank yes. you for bringing my attention to the emoji push. I mean, it's just, it's one thing to say, we want to reach everybody. It's another thing to say, I assume our voters are total morons. Let's yes. make this easier. Uh, That's exactly what she was saying. You're absolutely right. Lori, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. 844-404-1067. That's the hashtag Hillary's Bookshelf. Now that she's been caught actually seeking out a book on how to delete emails and keep them. I know this sounds like a joke, like I'm making this up. All of this sounds like I'm making this up. This is how low the... Hillary campaign has descended. It has nothing to do with Democrat. It has nothing to do with liberal. She's just, uh, it, it, she's doing stuff that is just jaw-droppingly astonishing. Uh, also jaw-droppingly astonishing, a mom, a kid, and another kid, both breastfeeding from the same pipe there. And the question is, is it gross that she's breastfeeding the stranger's kid? Is it Weird that the kids are 16 months and 18 months old? Or is this all way cool and totally awesome? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham.
morning. It's 935. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. So, well, I was going to say so happy that you're here, but apparently that is too complicated for some of you. So I'm so just so that you're here if you're a Hillary Clinton College student. So uh, you know, every once in a while, a story comes across my laptop as I'm doing my show prep and my lovely bride, Buttercup, is uh, reading her romance novels or watching some horrifying reality TV show. And I cannot resist resist sharing it with her. And so when I, I saw the photo, and I have to warn you, it is a disturbing photo. It is linked. It's not on my Facebook page. It was too gross. I have a kind of a modif not gross, but too it, it, it would make people uncomfortable. So I have like a modified, you know, version of the photo. But the photo of uh, Ann Coletti snapped for National Breastfeeding Week, a Pennsylvania mom who calls her uh, her son and her son's friend milk siblings because she feeds them both. And there's a photo of them both latched on to the output tubes one on each one, just going away at it. And my wife's, and my once again, my wife is a very, you know, uh, kind of go with the flow kind of person. Her first reaction was, Ew. and I think that's the reaction a lot of people have when they see this photo of Jessica Coletti uh, talking about her uh, experience. No, it was very natural. It was very, it seemed very natural. I feel like he's my son and I treat him as my son. So the question for you at 844-404-1067 is uh, treating some other mom's kid like your son. Does that seem completely reasonable to you? Completely natural, as she says, or does it raise some questions for you? And why? What? Why is it that so many people's reaction to this is, in fact, so many people's reaction to it was disturbing that the mom who thought she was going to get cheered for this, Ms. Coletti, uh, actually pulled photos off of Facebook because she didn't get the reaction she thought she was going to get. She met her, her now friend a few months ago uh, during a photo shoot. And, the, you know, and so they were chatting. They're told, once again, they're total strangers and they're chatting. And the woman mentions that uh, she's a single mom. She's, you know, working. She had stopped breastfeeding after five months. She said that her son really didn't like. Uh, okay. Soccer boy, have you seen this picture? Have you seen this? I have, yes. Your first, just look at that picture. Your first reaction, just your gut reaction to that picture. No. No. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just telling you the natural truth. I'm not saying that my emotion is, should be my final reaction. You know, because you have feelings, and then you think about your feelings, and then you decide what you want to do. But my first reaction is, Ugh! and I'm taken aback by the level of, Ugh! from this photo of these two kids, just latched on there. Anyway, so she, the, this person says, yeah, my son, you know, I'm trying formula. After five months, I had to stop breastfeeding. It wasn't working out well. He doesn't seem to like the formula very much, what to do. And so this Miss Coletti woman goes, well, I got an extra one right here. I got a spare. Here you go. Hook him on there. Yeah, I got room for one more. Pop him on. I got the regular and I got the sidecar. We'll put him right on. With chocolate vanilla, we'll do a swirl. It's not a problem. And so she's swirling them. And she's put photos of her swirling them. And they're out all over the place. And I think one of the things, one of the reasons why you see the picture and go, nah, isn't just because there's a mom with two unrelated kids, you know, popped on there. I think it's 
the age of the kids. Her son is 16 months old. 16 months. A toddler. He is to- he's literally toddling around. He can move on his own feet. The neighbor kid is 18 months old. And he's popped on there. And so I think that might be part of the raised eyebrow or gut reaction from this story at 844-404-1067. So you've seen the story up on my Facebook page, Michael Graham Show. You follow me on Twitter, I am M. Graham. Or you've just seen the story out because uh, ABC did a big feature on it on Good Morning America. A remarkable photo sparking major debate. A woman breastfeeding not just her own baby, but her friend's son as well. Pennsylvania mom Charlie in Toronto wanted her son Mateo to breastfeed, even if she couldn't do it herself. I did what was best for my son in a time that he needed something more. Not able to pump at work, Mateo began reacting badly to formula. So her friend Jessica Coletti suggested a unique solution. While many applauding the gesture of friendship, some taking issue. One writing, I found this picture disturbing. The World Health Organization lists milk from a healthy wet nurse or human milk bank as the best alternative to milk from an infant's own mother. As for these two friends, they not only describe their sons as milk brothers, but they're now raising them together under one roof. In Toronto, moving in with Coletti and her husband two months ago. So, Mom, what do you think? 844-404-1067. And if a friend of yours said, hey... I've got a kid about your kid's age and, you know, I'm struggling or it's not working out or my schedule, blah, blah. Would you say, oh, sure, why not? Hey, the more everybody eats. Manja, manja, everybody eats. Let's ask Kathy. Kathy, thank you for the call. You're on the air. Hi, Michael. Hi. Uh, my comment is I breastfed both of my children, but it was within reason, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were weaned at a, a reasonable age. These kids, I told your, your screener, you know, as much as, as disturbing as the fact that she's breastfeeding those kids and having pictures taken, the age of the kids is, is bothersome to me. I mean, they look like they could eat steak, for God's sake. You know? <laughs> they probably can. Well, eighteen months, you know, eighteen months old. You got teeth going. You're, yeah. You know, you're feeding. Yeah. You're probably feeding yourself. Oh, so you're certainly feeding yourself. I mean, so uh, and and Absolutely. now they're feeding. Themselves. So let me ask you: If a neighbor of yours, while you were you know, breastfeeding, came to you and said, "Hey, could I could you help a sister out?" What would your reaction be? No. No. no, 844-404-1067. Kathy says, no, how about you? I want to hear from you. And if you want to confess the reaction to this story on the Confession Hotline, 404-436-2007. The Confession Hotline is always there for you to call in your comments, your observations, and the best call will win tickets to see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater on August 22nd. Sue is on News Radio. Sue, thanks for the call. Go right ahead. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to talk to you, Michael. Um, I've, I've got three things. I don't necessarily have a problem with the age of the children. Mm-hmm. I nursed my son till he was 19 months old. Okay. Um, I think, you know, as long as you can, I mean, of course, they're still eating food, but morning and, and putting them to bed and when they wake up in the morning, it's really a nice bonding thing. And plus, it's really, really healthy. Um so I don't know, you know, you were saying 16 months and 18 months, they're toddling around. That doesn't really matter or for okay. your own personal child, All right. for your personal child. Um, yes, not for your neighbor's child, personally. Wait, wait, wait. It would, it would, you're saying it would bother you if the kid toddled over and knocked on the door 
and said, hey, how about it? Is that what that would be a problem? No, 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 no. Yes. yes. If my friend's <laughs> kid was coming over. Yeah, the neighbor over. comes over. Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Johnson. That, that would be a problem. Well, yeah, but yeah. not but not the age. I mean, in the sense of your own child, it's sure. not the age issue. It's the fact that that's not your child. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an issue. But, two, I just looked at the picture. Right. That's not really how it happens in the sense of, you know, you're in privacy. She's making it look very sensual, or that's how I'm taking mm-hmm. it. It's sure. disgusting. I mean, I'm, I'm all for breastfeeding. Right. But the picture is quite not tasteful. So she's just being natural. She's letting and it all not, hang out, and it is hanging. Hey, I, I'd love any other woman to call in and see, does that picture happen at your house? That's not, it was, ugh, ugh. Let's <laughs> see, so you sound like my wife. Ugh, ugh, ooh, ooh. Have you seen the photo? Uh, check out my uh, Michael Graham uh, show Facebook page and see it for yourself. Uh, you have to click through the story because, once again, I have the kind of modified version up. Love to hear from you. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. No, it was very natural. It was very, it seemed very natural. I feel like he's my son and I treat him as my son. It's 949. Michael Graham, everybody has a hungry heart. What do you get hungry? Well, one kid walks over to his neighbor's mom and, well, now actually they moved in the house, but, you know, to this other kid's mom and says, hey, how about it? So Mrs. Coletti, uh, who you just heard there, breastfeeding both her 16-month-old son and her 18-month-old son's friend. Your reaction to the photo, to the story, and why do you think it is that so many people who are pro-breastfeeding even look at this and go, I'm not sure. Why are so many... Women looking at this and going, I'm not sure. 844-404-1067. Let's ask Lori. Lori, thank you for the call. Go right ahead. Hi. Hi. I'm asking a different question. People are disturbed by somebody feeding somebody else's child their own breast milk. Right. Why won't people find it disturbing that we feed the milk from a cow that is given to a calf to a small spoon? When we wean them into adulthood, even a calf doesn't continue drinking milk from its mother as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yet, well, this is more natural and healthy. So I don't understand why this would be bothersome. Right. And I, I, just want to repeat, a cow. I just want to repeat what you said because your phone cracked a little bit. I want everyone to hear. You just made the point, hey, you're giving kids cow milk, not even from a neighbor from a total different species you know from this cow and you have no problem with that and yet for some reason people have a visceral negative emotional reaction to the story of this woman feeding another kid that that is an interesting uh, uh dichotomy isn't it it certainly is it makes no sense to me and wait, wait, again wait, wait, wait now wait a minute you say it makes no sense to you i mean i think you're making a good point but at at an at a gut level, doesn't it make some sense to you? In other words, don't you have some of these same feelings that, that other people are describing? I wouldn't feed somebody else's child my breast milk simply because it's very restricting. I I stopped nursing my children in uh, eighteen months and fourteen months, but that was more so I wasn't tied down so much and I could go drink beer without having to worry about that coming out <laughs> and giving to my child. Sure, well, but, that would be my. 
hang up and hesitation to feed somebody else's child. It's, it's a bad. But I, I'm so there's something creepy. I, I appreciate Lori's call. Lori makes a very good point. It's like the point I often make about animals. People get creeped out. Oh, my gosh, you're eating a... Insert an animal here, whatever, deer, lion, gazelle. And Well, what about eating cows and pigs and chickens? It's just, you know, you're, it's, the, it's fundamentally the same. That's different, Michael. The Chinese dog festival is horrible. Well, why? It's A dog is about the size of a... You know, a big chicken or a small pig. I mean, depending on how big the dog is, what's it's just. I mean, human beings eat animals. Uh, human beings consume milk. Most of us get the vast, 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 vast majority of us are getting our milk from different species <laughs> in a jug. Why does it creep it out? Creep us out, and yet it does. And I think it has something to do with the knowledge that breastfeeding a child isn't just about delivering the milk. It's a there's another emotional component as well. And there's something about the idea that a woman would have. And when you see the picture, it's just so kind of it takes you aback because that is right there. Here is my son. I'm doing with him what you do with your son. Here is another kid. I'm doing the same thing for him at the same time. It just pushes it right in your face. Yes, I know that in the past we've had wet nurses I know that it's been used before. Some celebrity um, was in Africa and she was she had had a kid and was still breastfeeding and she was holding a little African kid. And she's just I was not Serena Williams, somebody with an S like that. But it, it kind of made a little, you know, controversial thing there for a while. I get that Selma. Hay- I should have known that uh, Brandon, our executive producer, know. Yes, Selma Hayek was, you know, handing out. Uh, breast milk like she was giving away free Cokes on the back of a uh, of a truck. And it got people's attention. And so I, I understand that it's, it's at the human level. And you can argue all you want about, you know, the logic of it. People still have their, these same emotions and, and why. And, and I'm no, it's interesting to me, ladies, what would your reaction be if your neighbor, if your best friend said to you, would you please breastfeed my kid? Wouldn't that cause you to hesitate? Well, this woman isn't a best friend. They just met each other. And somehow they've gone from I'm breastfeeding your kid to now the mom, the single mom and her baby have moved into the house so that it's daddy, mommy, mommy's friend, and and all the kids in the house are getting breastfed by mommy. Come on. It doesn't strike you as a bit TLC-esque. 844-404-1067. She's the best mom I've ever known. I don't trust many people with my son, said the woman who's letting this other woman breastfeed her kid. I just think that's odd and weird at a certain level. I'm sorry. It just is. Hey, another thing that's going on, and I mentioned this a few minutes ago. So in the emails that have been released, we now know that Mrs. Bill Clinton was trying to access a book on uh, ha- on email. I've never, ever read a book on email. Have you? A how-to book, a what-to-do book? Nope. But she was looking for a book called e- Send, Why People Email So Badly and How to Do It Better. Two of the chapters in that book, chapter six, the email that can land you in jail, <laughs> and another s- chapter, how to delete something so it stays deleted. And Hillary was trying to uh, get access to that book 
while she was at the State Department running her own side scam email. So this is inspired on Twitter, an entire conversation around the hashtag Hillary's Bookshelf. If, if she's looking for a book on how to delete email, what other book is she looking for? Uh, and so people are suggesting things like Madam Overy or uh, Men Are From Mars, Don't Worry, The DOJ Will Never Indict You or Email for dum- Dummies. And so if you have another book that you'd like to add to Hillary's bookshelf uh, along with Fifty Shades of Top Secret Uh, then please call the Confession Hotline, 404-436-2007. 404-436-2007. Your idea for other books we might find on Hillary's bookshelf. And once again, best call of the day wins tickets to see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, August 22nd. 404-436-2007. When we come back, the U.S. Postal Service has lost $47 billion of our dollars since 2007. It's still open. They won't fix anything. And now they have a brilliant idea to make more money. They think it's brilliant. I think it's terrifying. Find out what it is coming up. It's 10.05 at News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your only licensed and authorized distributor of The Natural Truth. What is The Natural Truth? It's the way the world really works. Sometimes we don't like it, but it's just that's the way it is. And I, I learned about the, how things really are from you when you call 844-404-1067. And I try to share with you what I think here and also on my blog, michaelgraham.com. Just click on the blog button. We also podcast the show every day. So if you miss any part of the show or you want me to hang out with you in the afternoons or whatever, just go to michaelgram.com and click on the podcast button and uh, check it out right there. And, of course, we give away free lunch every day around 1135 in the lunch line this week, courtesy of tasteofatlanta.com, a gift certificate to the Village Tavern for lunch in the lunch line today. Um, speaking the way the world really works, I, I – I get frustrated when we don't fix the easy things because I know there are a bunch of hard things out there in the world. When people say the problem is, you know, what's wrong with our schools? Parents, parents who don't care. I don't know how to fix the problem of parents who don't care. Parents who don't care isn't a problem because problems have solutions. Parents who don't care is a condition. It's like rain. A problem is I forgot my umbrella. Solution, I'll use a newspaper over my head, whatever. Condition is rain. You can't make rain just not happen. It's going to happen. You can't make bad parents not happen. It's going to happen. And so there is no solution for that. On the other hand, there's other stuff that has really easy solutions. And one of those things is the U.S. Postal Service. A piece today in the the AJC uh, that uh, the Postal Service, first of all, first things first. They've lost $47 billion, with a B, billion dollars since 2007. $47 billion, with a B, dollars. All of those dollars get covered by us, by you and me as taxpayers. We've loaned, they're doing all kinds of you know, sketchy book shifting stuff, and we're loaning them money so it doesn't look like they're losing money, blah, blah, blah. New figures show the U.S. Postal Service has already lost $586 million just in the past three months. So they keep losing billions. And there's a reason why. 
the post office loses billions. And that is because it's irrelevant. It's it's obsolete. Nobody needs it. You could shut down the post office tomorrow. And for 99% of us in our regular lives, it would make no difference. There's no reason for a post office like we have today, the old-fashioned you know, Pony Express post office in the year 2015. And the amount of mail people send, send has plunged. The amount of personal mail people send has plunged even more. All this, Here's how the postal system works right now in the United States. This is how it works at my house. Tell me if this is your house. Every day a government worker pulls up at my house in a truck and puts a bunch of paper in a box at the end of my drive. I come home, I have to walk out to the box, open the box, and take the paper out. Because otherwise it'll get so full that they won't be able to put more paper. So I have to walk down, take the paper out. I take all that paper and I dump it in a bin. Every day, six days a week, paper comes in the box. I carry it to the bin. Then once a week, I pick up the bin and I walk back out to the same street and a different government truck shows up picks up the bin full of all the paper from the first government truck, dumps it in, and drives away to the recycling center. That is the U.S. Postal Service. One truck of a government guy on a government check getting my money, dumping in stuff I don't want so I can carry it out to another guy on a government check who takes it away with him. Isn't that it? Isn't that the U.S. Postal Service in a nutshell? 844-404-1067. Isn't it time to just get rid of the Postal Service? Or at least at the minimum go to two-day or three-day-a-week delivery. Kind of treat it like garbage service. You know, just once a couple times a week, some stuff shows up. Well, we're not going to do that. We can't even get rid of Saturday delivery, which would save about $2 billion, according to some estimates. We're stuck with what we've got. So here's the Postal Service's plan. The Postal Service could coordinate and collaborate with wellness organizations to offer new and far-reaching services to older Americans nationwide. Ideas include postmen delivering groceries, and delivering medications to senior citizens. Loved ones would pay a fee for letter carriers to have access to the homes of older Americans who may or may not have regular contact with others. Letter carriers could go in the house, deliver groceries, install appliances, or fill out forms for the elderly. This is the plan. Letting the postman in your house. The same guy who one out of ten times loses the mail is now going to be in your house fiddling with grandma's prescriptions and filling out forms for, oh, this will be right, Mrs. Johnson. Buy her, um, shut my, my keyboard boxes out. I'm going to miss Matlock. And that's the, there's the postal worker over there. I got it. I got it. Let me just see if I can. Does, does anybody, does anybody want this new plan from the Postal Service to have letter carriers have, I guess, a key? They have a key to Grandma's house? And you'd give them money. You'd have to pay them. So you're going to pay them to go in your, your uh, Grandma or Aunt Tilly's house and help them around the house. That's the plan to fix the Postal So I kid you not. 844-404-1067. You know why I don't want postal workers in my house? Because I know, uh, I know what post postal workers do when they get to your house. 
I thought he had a bunch of packages for us. But when he spotted the mail carrier out his front window, he witnessed him do something unthinkable in broad daylight, just feet from his neighbor's house. Started pulling his pants down, started defecating. And at that point, I grabbed my camera and started taking pictures. He says he had plenty of time to take those photos, which clearly show the mail carrier in the act. Officials with the Postal Service can't believe it. We're taking this very seriously, and I really want to apologize to our customers and to the public at large. Uh, for the years that I've worked for the Postal Service, I have never heard of an incident like this, uh, and I hope I never do again. The postal worker shows up at the house, drops trowel, shows you what Brown can do for you right there on the grass, leaves. He thinks he's gotten away with it. If, if there hadn't been a guy home, like, you know, taking care of the kids because of a sick kid, or you never would have known this and and if the guy didn't have a camp video proof 50 bucks who wants to guess what happened to that postal worker you want to guess matt door in the Havlin express loop traffic center you want to guess what happened to the postal worker they changed his route they changed his route you nailed it exactly he was not fired they just sent apparently some lawns needed fertilizing on the other side of town and so they sent this is in portland oregon they sent him to another route he still has his job and now the plan is to give him a key so he can go to, well at least he can get to a bathroom i guess who in their right mind thinks that the po- the solution to the postal service is to hire the postal workers to be caregivers in our they have no training no nothing they're just unionized my cousin got me a job guys and we're going to let them in our house 844-404-1067 Good question. Did, did the guy in that clip say that he wants to apologize to his customers? Yeah. I thought customers chose. A very good point. I didn't think we could choose yeah, whether or not to get mail delivered. You can't to our even house. choose if you want the pooper pooping your, in wow. your yard. You don't even get to choose that. Uh, look, ser- seriously, Matt Dorp, if, if, if the Postal Service shut down tomorrow, how big of a difference would it make in your life? Uh, my son would be upset because he likes to go check the mail. So we right. let him because there's not really much <laughs> exactly. in there that we want anyway. But other than that, uh, I mean, I pay- our mail didn't even get delivered on time, and he comes exactly. by every day. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> put stuff in there. And then he comes in, and now our mailbox is full because of three days' worth of mail. Exactly. My, I love our mail care. She's a very nice lady, but she never – I pay my bills online like the vast majority of normal Americans. If I want something for somebody, I email them. They email me back. The idea that I'm going to sta- you know, get out a piece of paper – Dear Mr. Johnson, and then fold it up, no. stuff it in an envelope, lick a stamp, put it on, and then wait for three or four days so that Mr. Johnson can go, Dear Mr. Graham, I, that, what are you kidding me? But the post office has Elvis CDs now. Uh, that is very good. True. I they mean, do come have Elvis on, man. CDs. 844-404-1067. Give me one good reason not to shut down the post office today. And please tell me that I'm not going that this is one of the worst ideas ever in the history of bad ideas. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Nature calls you at inopportune times sometimes, but geez, uh, go back in your uh, rig and go find a gas station or somebody that'll let you use their bathroom. It's 1020. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham, welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. If you're a fan of the new Greg Gutfeld show on Fox News, Catherine Timp is a regular. Guest, she's on cable. Lot. She's joining us at the bottom hour to talk about the new emoticon voters. You've heard that, right? Hillary wants to reach out to college students via emoticons uh, because uh, if you can't trust emoticon voter, who can you trust? Cat face that looks like Edward Munch's the scream, blushing face. Two little dancing girls wearing cat ears. Text bubble. <laughs> so. 
That's the level of political discourse that Hillary Clinton is reaching out to. Uh, right now, however, we're talking about the big push by the Postal Service. They're losing 47, excuse me, they are costing us $47 billion since uh, 2007. They've lost half a billion just in the past three months. They keep losing money. Why? Because they're irrelevant. Post office is dead. There's just, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's obsolete, particularly the current system. I want to just shut it down. Just say, look, you just, you, we're going we're gonna to hand you over to the private sector. You guys, good luck. And uh, and see how that works out. They say, no, no, no. They want to have postal workers in delivering groceries and medication to senior citizens. Loved ones could pay a fee for letter carriers to check in on older uh, Americans, install appliances, fill out forms, handle groceries. Do you is this so is this the plan? Really? We're, we're going to have these unionized government workers who can literally poop in your yard and get away with it uh, and uh and we're gonna have them because they can't be fired i already told you the story the guy caught on videotape the postal worker pooping in someone's yard and he got and he's now working he, he still has his job he's just they just moved him to a different route one with either more toilets or less yard 844-404-1067 if the post office shut down tomorrow would it make any real difference in your life you tell me, David, you're on the air with Michael Graham. David, go right ahead. You know, I just think that, that it's, it's a bad idea because I have a father who's a senior citizen, 78 years old. I can I can just imagine, you know, all these postal people coming in, working on appliances or whatever it is. I, I just don't think, think it's, a, it's a good idea. I think that, that the real deal is they need to shut off the Saturday delivery. Mm-hmm. Or they need to go ahead and privatize this thing. Right. You know, it it, it makes it makes more sense. You know, it's they're trying to use a, a old system that uh, really is has been sort of replaced by email and other, other services. You know, so it just doesn't make sense. So that's that's basically all I had to say. Well, David, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And once again, I want to be clear. I'm not. I'm not. I'm nothing against letter carriers. Against you know, mail my mail mailman lady. She's a wonderful lady. I like her a lot. She's very, very nice. And my dog likes her. She comes, dog runs out when I'm around the house when she gets here and greets her. And we're just, I mean, I, I, I'm sure she would be good, I'm sure, at whatever job she did. The problem is this is costing us money, literally billion dollars a year. And I love it when the um, unionized letter carriers complain, well, Michael, the reason why we're going broke is that we're having to fund our uh, pension system and our healthcare system in advance. Damn right you do, because you guys retire so young, you have amazing benefits the rest of us cannot possibly get, and someone's got to pay for it, and you want to dump it on the taxpayers. Well, no, but of course they are dumping on the taxpayers because we keep subsidizing them anyway. I talked to, um, I've talked to several people who got jobs who who are letter carriers today, mail workers today, and the same story every, every single one of them. Yeah, I started, and then after a few weeks of work, people came to me and said, Mood, slow down. You're killing the job. This is your route. Your route is supposed to take all day. Do not come back two hours early and help with something else. Don't kill the job. And that is the mentality. And this isn't anything unique about post office. This is just the mentality whenever you have a guaranteed gig like this. So that's, you know, we have these emotional ideas in our head in our hearts about how the world is going to look. But the reality is 
that the post office is obsolete. Technology has made it obsolete. And they, oh, have you they also want to get into banking? Honey, great news. I moved our bank account to the post office. Now, whenever we want money, we get to go stand in line at the post office. How many times have you been in the post office and looked up at the counter and there were five windows for serving people, four of them with signs in them saying next window, and then one window with one person, you know, working at a snail's pace. And you can hear the people in the back. Just don't go through there. Just, just stay back here. Don't say anything. Wait, come on. Come on. It's obsolete. The moment is gone. It's time to move on. Everything you want to do now can be done on uh, email, uh, online, and for the handful of people that still want postal service, I'm sure we can do some kind of once a week or twice a week. Does, does it really matter if grandma gets her AARP newsletter on Monday or Wednesday? Does it make any difference? That's what we are paying. That's what we are subsidizing for $47 billion. 844-404-1067 is the phone number. When we come back, how far are we going to dumb down the conversation about politics? Can we possibly talk about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and Scott Walker and uh, Joe Biden without reduce lowering ourselves down to the level of emoticons and, and hashtags? We will ask the lovely and funny Catherine Timph right here on The Michael Graham Show. Everybody get up. It's 1034. Ah, yeah, Michael Graham, don't forget, now that we know that Hillary was literally looking for a book with sections on how to delete emails and make sure they stay deleted, I am not making that up. The hashtag on Twitter is Hillary's Bookshelf. And if you call the confession hotline 404-436-2007, you can uh, and believe your uh, ideas for what books might be on Hillary's Bookshelf, you could win valuable prizes. Or your thoughts on what we were talking about earlier the uh, time to get rid of the post office, or as we discovered, Hillary Clinton communicating with college uh, students and graduates by reaching out to them via emoticon. Is that the intellectual level of our 20-something Americans? Here is 20-something American reporter Catherine Timpf, superstar of the Greg Gutfeld Show and also with National Review. How you doing, Kat? I'm great. Just uh, living the life of a superstar, I guess. <laughs> I don't I'm not sure what em, emoji I'm supposed to use uh, for having you on. Maybe maybe this emoji. Yay. Or uh, no. How about this one? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I could go old school on you, cat. No! Which which emoji can we actually use to discuss important political issues of the day? I feel like um, I may be a millennial, but I do know words. Are you sure? I know words. Um, I've actually been communicating with words for most <laughs> of my life, um, and it's just insulting, totally insulting, and it's so pathetic. She's trying to be cool, mm-hmm. um, which is the least cool thing you can possibly do. I learned that the hard way in high school. We're talking to Catherine Timpf, uh, National Review and superstar of the Greg Gutfeld Show. Hillary says she wants you to tell us how you feel about her student loan plan in th- or her student loan debt, I should say, in three emojis or less. I w- Why three? Why not true emoji liberty, Kat? You know, just unleash the emojis. <clears throat> I, I have no idea. I, I bet you that she, you know, obviously she probably didn't write this tweet. Somebody at her uh, staff <laughs> did. Think? She probably doesn't even know what an emoji <laughs> is. 
Right. She can't figure out you can have multiple email apps on your phone. She probably doesn't know about emojis. Well, uh, she said she only could handle one device and you couldn't have more than one email. And, of course, now we know that she was completely lying. She had multiple devices at the time and multiple email addresses and multiple people having access to them, Uma Abedin. And now we also know multiple incidents of of, uh, classified information going to and from the emails. But, Catherine, I get a real sense from everybody involved we the assumption is nothing is going to happen to her do you think that's true yeah i do nothing's going to happen to her because nothing ever does happen to her you have like right. the, the clinton mafia or whatever she'll get away with it the reason she's not been in trouble before is either because she has resources to get away with it or because she's never done anything wrong i mean let's be honest here <laughs> she's never ever done anything wrong cat I, I your your cynicism hurts me from someone Who's part of the hopeful millennial? I, in fact, uh, I have to tell you, you're, you're, you're. Uh, this is this is my emoji for you now. I'm very upset. That's very. terrifying. But I, I'm trying to communicate on your, on my <laughs> level. But speaking of communicating level, how do you think Donald Trump is doing communicating with uh, young uh, or young and old ladies, female type people? He says that the women love him and that it's difficult for them to criticize him because he's so good looking. That's hilarious. I mean. <laughs> The things he's saying are obviously sexist or whatever. A lot of his jokes are hack, though. He's he's pretty much a hack. Um, It's entertainment. He's entertaining to watch. I Mm -hmm. actually personally would love for him to insult me. I wear that as a badge of honor. (laughs) It's kind of my new goal. Um, But he hasn't hasn't, uh, done that yet. I don't know. I mean, he's just showing how sick people are of people like Hillary, who are career politicians and just totally full of it, and boring also. she's Very good point. She's very boring. Have you ever have you ever tried to watch her for longer than five seconds uh, on TV? I mean, I can't do it. Uh, the only thing that saves her is when she goes to her southern uh, uh, routine, where she starts putting on the "I ain't no ways tired." That's her best. I think that's her best bit. I know. Oh my gosh, yeah. it kind of creeps me out, though. It makes me think that she's not human. She's just like some <laughs> robot that's like been programmed to just uh, you know rep- you know adapt to the surroundings of wherever. It is. But, Catherine Tip, if you were the kind of person who's going to illegally use your own email server to handle classified information because you want to hire your, hide your political actions, and then you're going to destroy all those emails, isn't the first email you destroy the one that says, hey, anybody got a book on how I can destroy all my emails? You that's, would that's think. That's like the first one. You would <sighs> think. But, you know, <laughs> it probably won't matter anyway. She'll say maybe she was framed. That was absolutely uh, the the witch set me up to quote another Democrat um, uh, uh, office holder. We're talking to Catherine Timpf. Read her brilliant stuff at Nash Review Online. You see her on Greg Gutfeld's show. She's the only thing on the show that works um, <laughs> other than the Mexicans. Thank you. I'll be here all week. No. Uh, so. Um, uh, oh, oh, I know what I want to ask you about. You just wrote a piece for Nash Review dot com about the makeup tax. Now, you're one of those very fortunate people, Catherine, just naturally lovely. You don't need any makeup. You never wear any makeup. And because you're never on television, you wouldn't be required to either. Uh, Are you able to relate to these poor makeup slaves out there who are forced by their employers to put on makeup? I mean, I, I, when I'm not doing television, I wear no makeup or at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't do my hair and I I don't really care. But, you know, I mean, with stuff like this, it's, it's the same thing, I think, every time, which is, okay, well, what is your solution here? What, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to pay you for makeup? Do you, do you want, you know, to be able to take that 
as work time, putting on your makeup. I mean, right. what what do you want? I just feel like I'm just too busy putting on my makeup and other things, I guess, to <laughs> complain about stuff that doesn't have a solution. But wait, Very you, Buddhist of me, I the, know. The solution is for uh, the gender normative oppressor class to end this macro aggression against women, which forces you to put on makeup in your daily life. Because, of course, you don't have the choice. That's the point of the makeup tax, if I understood the argument correctly, that you are forced by society to put on this makeup. Right, because otherwise everyone will hate you and you'll look ugly and you won't get a job or whatever. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I like wearing makeup. And then when I don't want to, I don't. And I've never struggled so much to write nine million words about it, I guess. (laughs) I must just be one tough cookie. I, I don't know. Just listening to you, it's the, 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 the self-denial is so obvious. I have another emoji for you so you can understand how, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Shed, we're shedding tears for you. Oh, okay. I didn't, that one really didn't work that well, did it? Oh, well, hey, they can't all be gems. Um, but uh, I want to ask you this, the, the key question to me as a guy on the makeup thing. I thought women wore makeup and wore ridiculously unwalkable high heel shoes and shoved themselves into wildly uncomfortable clothes before going to work because of the other women that they were that they're in this combat this fashion wrestling match with other women. It's not the guy, guys are like oh, whatever. Am I wrong about that? Kinda. I mean, I personally never wear heels ever unless I'm on TV. I just keep them there and I put them on right before I go on and then I take them off. I just wear flip-flops and Ugg boots because I just can't do it. Whenever I see women walking to the subway in these high heels, like several blocks, I just don't understand what they're doing or Mm -hmm. why. Um, You know, I don't think I'm going to die alone, high heels or not. So (laughs) you guys, if you don't want to, then don't. Uh, stern, tough talk from <laughs> from Cat Timf over at National View Online. You know what? You did such a great job on my show today. You know, you know what we're giving you today, Cat. Here it is: <laughs> a big smiley emoji, oh, not wow, just a thank smiley, the big smiley emoji. I can't wait, by the way, for the uh, next uh, for the first Democrats debate, which is being conducted in Nevada in October, entirely in emojis and hashtags. I can't wait either. It's going to be fantastic. Don't miss a word of it. Catherine Timp, thank you so much for joining me here on the Michael Graham Show. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Dear Hillary, I am a college student and I want to thank you for asking my emoji opinion about your college debt plan. Your plan makes me so. Woohoo! I mean it. I could just. You. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> When I think about how much money I'm going to owe on my gender and women's studies degree, it makes me... In fact, sometimes it makes me... (laughs) Then I heard that... Michael Graham on the radio saying that it was my choice to borrow all of this money. That makes me so... I want to... What am I supposed to do? Make a rational decision based on the economic realities in my situation? What are you, stupid? Bah. People, I talk in emojis. Duh. And you expect me to be responsible for my own actions? <laughs> anyway, Hillary, I gotta go. I got a 4.0 in my graduate class on social justice. <laughs> and I don't want to lose that. And remember, Hillary, we emoji Americans. <laughs> you. Hillary 2016!
This ad paid for by the Hillary Clinton for President campaign. 844-404-1067. My teenage son does not know how to mail a letter, and I blame technology. Brian Hall wrote this. It's not news. He actually wrote it a couple years ago. But uh, while I was uh, putting together the information on the Emoji American push, and um, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, no joke, Hillary Clinton sent out a message yesterday. Uh, how does your college debt make you feel? Tell me in three emojis or less. For those who don't know what the emojis, those are the little things you get in your emails or text messages from your grandkids or kids, and you're like, what the heck is this little smiley face? Yeah, that's them. So, the, obviously, debating complicated public policy issues via emojis and hashtags not a good way to go. But should we be surprised? My question for you is, if you've when, when you talk to people, when I, like, I got these 20-something punks who produce my show every day, and they're nice guys, mostly not stoned. But the the distance between what's really going on in the world and their lives is phenomenal. And I'm just wondering if you have the same experiences too. I'm just waiting for Brandon to come running here. At uh, 844-404-1067. Don't run in, Brandon. I got, I got, because I got to go somewhere. So this is the story. Um, my son has a smartphone, tablet, and laptop. He does basic coding. Uh, has gets excellent grades. He can bang out what appears to be 60 words per minute using only his thumbs. But a letter? Forget about it. My son does not know how to mail a letter. The only reason I discovered this, Mr. Hall writes, is because my mother and I told him it was appropriate and highly profitable to send graduation announcements to family members uh, via the mail. You know, you're trying to clean up on checks. First, I hand him the envelope. He and now, this is true. I'm not making this up at eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. And I'm wondering if you've had similar experiences too. I hand this once again. This is a high school senior. I hand him an envelope. He writes the mailing address up at the top right hand corner of the envelope where the stamp goes, and he only wrote the address, no name. And then to prove it, Hall has a picture. He took a camera phone picture of the envelope. Sure enough, it's one two three Main Street. I corrected him fatherly, handing him a fresh envelope. The mailing address goes in the center, and you have to tell who the mail letter is going to. Success. Then I handed him a stamp. It clearly baffled him. The notion of a physical stamp seemed like witchcraft. A stamp is required, I told him. And then he took the stamp and put it in the upper left-hand corner of the envelope. I said, you can't put the stamp there. That's where the return address goes. What's a return address? This is a high school senior right now who no doubt is sending emojis to Hillary Clinton as he prepares to vote in his first election. Uh, And (laughs) so he had to start over. He printed his penmanship is atrocious, dad notes, the name and the address correctly in the center of the envelope. He placed the stamp. And then I said, put the return address on the top left. What's a return address? He asked me. (sighs) A return address is our address. They're not sending this envelope back to me, are they? He asked. It's required by the post office. My question, that's, and that's my question for you at 844-404-1067. Does this surprise you? Are you surprised that there's a high school senior who can't send a letter? Now, on two levels, I, I have two different reactions to this. On the one hand, 
I'm not surprised at all at the lack of information whatsoever because that's the emoticon world that young Americans live in right now. But the second thing is, I'm not that bugged about it. Why would you need to know how to send a letter? Who the heck sends letters? Why would you mail anything? Who mails anything? So I would be, I'm, I'm more disturbed by the, I have to tell you how I feel about, uh, you know, funding Planned Parenthood by sending you a mo- a, a, an emoji than I am by the fact that this guy sent, can't mail a letter. But are you surprised? That is my question for you at 844-404-1067. The mysteries of snail mail. He can't, a, a guy who can't mail an envelope. Uh, lots of people emailing me, michael at michaelgram.com, to say that I'm totally wrong about uh, the post office and that we need to keep the post office, that the, uh, you love the post office. All I can say to you is, number one, nobody sends mail. If it's important, you either use email or you use a real service like UPS or FedEx or whatever. And the second thing is, I appreciate that you like the mail. It costs three to four billion dollars a year to keep it open. So you start paying the billions of dollars to keep it open, and then I'll be glad to, you can have it. The only reason I have anything to say about the post office is because young people who never use it and can't even write an envelope are being taxed so that the post office can stay open. How about this? Common sense. Two days a week. Common sense. One neighborhood gets mail on Monday and Thursday. The next neighborhood gets it on Tuesday and Friday. Two two days a week. There you go. And we can save the system. But nope, we can't seem to solve basic problems like that. But the fact that you like something, that's not a justification for us making other people pay for it. See what I'm saying? You know, I happen to be an opera fan. I don't think there should be an opera tax so that I can go, you know, and, and watch, you know, La Boheme or whatever. I, I, it's not, opera's not very popular. It's mostly old people. I know that. So when I get to go, I buy a ticket and I go, and it's expensive, and I go when I, when I can. That's it. That's all. Same thing with the post office. I, it's nice that old people like it. It's sweet. But it's, somebody's got to pay the bills. And $47 billion is a whole lot of bills to pay. And I, so I'm... And it's completely unnecessary. That's how it looks to me. Uh, your host, MC, and star of the show, Michael Graham. Don't forget, we've got another hour for, for you to jump in the confession hotline, 404-436-2007. Your comments on the show or your ideas for what books would be on Hillary's bookshelf. Uh, I, I'd like to hear those. And so and you just call us at 404-436-2007. Just leave that message and your email address so we can give you the prize. And we look forward to you. <laughs> Lavanya, who's a regular listener and Twitter follower. Gosh, she's so funny. Hillary's bookshelf, bed knobs and broomsticks. That's me. Come on. That's funny yet mean. Can we do we have a funny yet mean emoji we can throw to Lavanya today? That's <laughs> eh, close enough. That's best best we can do. So much talk, so little time. I am Michael Graham.
Hillary Clinton's old private email server is now in the hands of the FBI from the company who managed it, turned it over with no subpoena and contains no useful data. A remarkable photo sparking major debate. A woman breastfeeding not just her own baby, but her friend's son as well. Blushing face. Two little dancing girls wearing cat ears. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. No, it was very natural. It was very, it seemed very natural. I feel like he's my son. Good morning, 1106 and News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, and I am on my knees. Oh, please, dear Talk Radio Gods, please, 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 I promise I'll be good. I promise I'll stop going to that website. I promise. Please just let Joe Biden run for president. That's the headline at CNN right now. Biden may be close to decision on running. Please, please, I'll stop going to Nancy and her naughty nurses.net. Please. Oh, you just don't understand how, just how. I love my get job. It's back to barely a job. I love the fact that you hang out with me. I'm so flattered, and I appreciate your time. I try not to waste it. I try to talk about stuff that's interesting and to tell you stuff that you're not going to find other places. But my, I, w- I would never have to break a sweat again. If Joe Biden were in the race for the presidency every day, it would just be and Biden and it would just it would be fun. It wouldn't be like, you know, the having to get into the weeds on policy issues about illegal immigration or whatever. It would just be Biden. He's oh, he's great. Oh, so, uh, I mean, Joe Biden really is the Donald Trump of the Democratic Party. He's just he's just it, it's, I just. So if that could happen, that would be phenomenal. Why is that even close to happening? I'll tell you why. If you give me a couple minutes, I'll tell you everything you need to know about the Hillary Clinton uh, email server problem. Uh, When you work for the government, particularly in a big position like Secretary of State, remember, this is the top of all of our international relations. She was the the number one person for international, talking to Russia and China and Syria. This was her job, was the big muckety-mucks of what is America's plan going to be? You know, when you were in history class in high school, they had all those stories about this letter revealing that the French were coming to America or the, that letter revealing that Mexico was going to cooperate with the Germans. Or whatever. That was all, you know, State Department. It was all Hillary's department. So lots of secret stuff, lots of sticky stuff, lots of stuff you don't want other people to know. And she decided that she was going to have all of these important emails handled on her personal email server. Imagine if the accountant for your company with all of your personal information, your social security number, your health issues, your uh, salary, tax info. Imagine if that account, if she decided, you know, I'll just keep it at home. It'll be fine. Let's be, I'll, I like to work for me. It'll be no big deal. Just don't worry about it. Well, same thing, except for this involves nuking Russia or whatever, you know, big stuff. Not supposed to do that. That's both against the rules and because it's classified material, it's against the law. She insisted that she got no classified material. That's why it was just a personal thing. Uh, so, But it turns out that we now know for a fact that about 10% of the emails that have been reviewed so far by the government, not by conservative Republicans, not by you know talk show hosts, reviewed by the Obama administration, they come out, yeah, in fact, 
not only are they um, classified, but they were classified at the time they were sent. Those emails were classified when they were sent, and they were classified now, says the intelligence community's inspector general. Not only that, they had huge, like, you know, do not read eyes only, blah, blah, blah warnings on them. Somebody inside Team Hillary, we are being told, removed those from the emails before they were sent. And that raises the idea that there may have been, people may have known, oh my gosh, this is kind of criminal. Let's fix this in case we ever get caught and send it on. Then there's this, then there's this fact. She was Secretary of State. She leaves to go when you went for president. And for 20 months, all of these emails sat on her server where the Russians hacked into them uh, and where the Chinese hacked into them. We now have re- reason to believe and so all those secrets are out. Okay, fine, whatever. But for 20 months, they sat on this computer. No problem, no problem, no problem. Suddenly, after 20 months, she says, you know what, I, I got to clean out my computers. Honey, let's do a clean out. And so she destroys tens of thousands of emails that she claims were personal, you know, my yoga appointments or whatever. Now, why would she? So if, if having these emails w- was a burden, if it was a hassle, if it was eating up all her computer room so she couldn't log on to Netflix or whatever. Why 20 months later? Why almost two years later? Well, by sheer coincidence, that was the same time that it became clear that the Benghazi committee was going to be asking for those emails. And so suddenly, when the emails are wanted by people who can get in trouble, she suddenly decides to destroy them. So she never should have had them. She lost classified information to foreign powers Having that class of information simply in your possession is illegal. Uh, David Petraeus just pled guilty to it. Sandy Berger, who was a uh, Clinton hack, who went into an uh, archive and took f- some documents and shoved them in his socks because he was trying to sneak them out because he didn't want the Clintons to get embarrassed. He uh, had to plead guilty. There's a sailor right now. I think he's on a sub. He took a selfie someplace in the ship that was like high-techy secret whatever. and he, So he took a selfie. He's facing prosecution. And there was nothing, you know, it wasn't like, you know, here are the plans to our nuclear, you know, engine. It was just he was standing near whatever it was. So Hillary Clinton has broken the law. She's been caught breaking the law. And there's no way she can back out of breaking the law. Now, there's, she, there's no way she can go because she no longer controls these computers. The servers have been turned over. But we now find out. Remember the server, how it was secured? It was in her house and had Secret Service guards 24 hours a day? Uh-uh. She dumped it all into some place in New Jersey. It's actually been sitting in New Jersey for a couple of years. New Jersey? Get a rope. So even when she told you where the server was, she was lying. And that's why Hillary Clinton's in trouble. A majority of Americans, 51%, say they want a criminal investigation into Hillary Clinton. That's exactly what the FBI is conducting, a criminal investigation into Hillary Clinton. And right now on Hillary's website, if you go there, there's a big banner. Hillary Clinton is not under criminal investigation. How can you possibly say she's not under investigation? Here is the reporter with McClatchy News Services. Her name is Anita Kumar. She broke the story. She basically broke the Watergate of Hillary. Listen to how in bed with the Clintons the press is. 
While it could be serious, there are several investigations into her conduct. Not def not into her, but into her use of personal email and a personal server. Stop, stop, stop. Listen to this again. Who's under investigation? While it could be serious, there are several investigations into her conduct. Not def not into her, but into her use of personal email and a personal server. Okay, I I I'm going to have to turn to you, my listeners, at 844-404-1067. What does that even mean? They're not investigating her. They're only investigating her conduct. Mr. Capone, this isn't about you. This is about illegally selling booze and hiding the money. Mr. Bin Laden, this isn't about you. This isn't, we're not investigating you, Osama. We're investigating your actions blowing up Bill. Have you ever heard that before in your life? Have you, I, I love a jury, your honor, the jury, does the jury have a verdict? Yes, your honor. We find the defendant himself innocent, but we find his actions guilty. And so we will be sending his actions to jail for 20 years. Not the defendant, but what he did. That is what the reporter is saying. That's how in the tank the press is for Hillary Clinton. That's why you have to listen to this show and to other. You have to go find other information because they will lie to you right to your face. You want the natural truth. This is the place to be. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. The things you say, you're unbelievable. Good morning, it's 1120. Oh, yeah, Michael Graham, your chance to win free lunch at the Village Tavern coming up at the bottom of the hour. And then every day at 1145, it is the Confession Hotline, 404 436 2007. And you can call and comment on any part of the show that you want. Uh, but one of the things that we're definitely interested in is what books you think are on Hillary's bookshelf. Cover-ups for dummies has been suggested. Um, a uh, How to lose friends and alienate people might be on Hillary Clinton's bookshelf. Uh, the Power Hunger Games, I like that one. Very, very good. So just call 404-436-2007 and leave what you think is on Hillary's bookshelf, and you could win the tickets to see Yes in Toto. And find out at 11.45 if your call makes the cut. I still think, though, that the most interesting story of the day, it's not the most pound or so important, but it, it's so fascinating to me, is the story of a mom, her 16-month-old son, and his 18-month-old breast buddy. A remarkable photo sparking major debate. A woman breastfeeding not just her own baby, but her friend's son as well. Pennsylvania mom Charlie in Toronto wanted her son Mateo to breastfeed, even if she couldn't do it herself. I did what was best for my son in a time that he needed something more. Not able to pump at work, Mateo began reacting badly to formula. So her friend Jessica Coletti suggested a unique solution. While many applauding the gesture of friendship, some taking issue. One writing, I found this picture disturbing. The World Health Organization lists milk from a healthy wet nurse or human milk bank as the best alternative <sighs> to milk from an infant's own mother. As for these two friends, they not only describe their sons as milk brothers, but they're now raising them together under one roof. In Toronto, moving in with Coletti and her husband two months ago. So if you've seen this picture, and it's up at face, uh, Michael Graham Show, uh, Facebook.com, Michael Graham Show, uh, just your reaction at 844-404-1067, or once again, you can call the Confession Hotline. Uh, but you know, several people have emailed me to say, Michael, the 
part that makes you uncomfortable is the intimacy that breastfeeding involves intimacy and to have some other kid just kind of show up and pop on himself. That's what's bugging you. But I have to say that the woman who called in and said, Hey, you know, we feed, give, if you give them formula, it's basically milk from cows. If you're going to drink a milk from a cow, who's obviously not related to you. And even as a species, what's the problem with drinking a neighbor's milk? I, what I'm really interested in hearing from, I'm interested in hearing from, I, I, how does that conversation go? Hey, Madge. Yeah. Yeah. Little Johnny seems to be doing great there with his breastfeeding. Yeah, he's just going. You know, my little Timmy, not. You ever notice that you got two. You've got a. You, could we do this in stereo? You got a left channel and a right channel. Could we? Could we is there a way? I, 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 how the mom asks, I have no idea. And how you get a mom to say yes, I even have less of a no idea. 844-404-1067. What would your reaction be, ladies, if a friend asked you to breastfeed her kid? And also, 18 months old. I'm, that's that's getting up there for me, 18 months old. Look, one of the reasons I stopped watching um, Game of Thrones, that first creepy season, the kid who walks in the room and said and mommy mom and ah that was that was more to stir all the dragon stuff and all that decapitating none of that bothered me uh, th- th- is that the gross out emoji is, that's one of our emojis okay good yeah we're trying to use more emoji communication because i want college age hillary supporters to be able to be part of the show one of our regular listeners and i won't give her name sent me an email michael at michaelgram.com michael that breastfeeding brat the story reminds me of my friend's daughter who was old enough to say, Mommy, I want word that I can't use on the radio to describe breast. It rhymes with kitty. Mommy, I want meow. And then proceeded to lift her mother's shirt and start sucking away. This is from a listener. I wanted to vomit every time I saw that bleep. I used to want to say so bad, get that big ass meow sucking brat a cup of milk. <laughs> you are so... You're speaking for so many people, in my opinion, at 844-404-1067. Lots of, um, also lots of emails to me from people who are upset in my saying that we can just get rid of the post office and are upset by this story of this high school kid who can't write his own letter. Doesn't bug me at all. Why in the world would you need to send a letter? Have no idea. And then I got another story for you, too. A, a local story that has not gotten any coverage, at least that I haven't seen, none that I've seen. So Clayton County hires this woman to be a bus driver. And for a couple of years, she's a bus driver and she's doing great. Well, she starts, she's supposed to start the 2009 year. And all the buses that have air conditioning are assigned to more senior drivers because that's how Clayton's system works. I don't know how they ended up without enough buses, but they, so they said, look, we got to, we want to hire you. You're a great bus driver, but you have to drive a bus without air conditioning. Well, remember we're idiots. We start school here in July and August, literally, the woman has uh, a health condition. She uh, she can't uh, drive in muggy 90-degree weather in Clayton County in a hot bus full of kids. She tried a practice run and became so hot and short breath, short of breath that she had to pull on the side of the road. So she said, look, I need an air-conditioned bus. They said, no, you can't have an air-conditioned bus. And she said, well, then I can't keep driving for you. So they fired her. And so she sued and said, I have a disability. You have to accommodate me with air conditioning. 
They said, no, needing air conditioning isn't a disability. So the case got thrown out. Well, it just got reinstated yesterday. So this Clayton County bus driver is going to be able to at least go before it. She won't necessarily win the lawsuit, but she's going to be able to sue. And the Clayton County taxpayers will have to spend the money to defend this lawsuit, saying she is entitled to an air-conditioned bus because she can't drive without it. She gets too hot. She gets short of breath. They have to accommodate her, which means they would have to spend the money on another air-conditioned bus to give her a job. My question for you at 844-404-1067 is, where's the problem here? Is the problem the schools should have all air-conditioned buses, as expensive as they are? Is the problem here this woman shouldn't take a job as a bus driver in Georgia when you know what the temperature is like? Or is the problem, hey, idiots, why are you starting school in August in the first place? If you're starting in September, maybe she wouldn't need the air conditioning. So much talk, so little time. I am Michael Graham. Lunch. Doesn't have to cost dough Because every day On Michael Graham's show The Lunch Line Kick it! You get free lunch if you call and win 844-404-1067 Free food is yours if you just listen And we've got a gift certificate to Village Tavern, part of Taste of Atlanta, for the first person who can call in and finish this line from the mom of the Milk Brothers. No, it was very natural. It was very, it seemed very natural. I feel like. That was, that's the mom who is is breastfeeding her 16-year-old, 16-month-old son and his 18-month-old buddy. Finish that line, win free lunch. Remember, Taste of Atlanta is coming up September 25th through 27th, a three-day extravaganza. 90 restaurants participating. We're sending you to the Village Tavern if you can finish the line and win free lunch in the lunch line. And while we get a winner, Jason wants to talk about that mom who's breastfeeding her 16-month-old and someone else's 18-month-old. Jason, thanks for the call. Hey, I just want to let you know I love the show, Daily Listener. Thanks. Um, yeah, this, this is... Uh not as uncommon as you would think. Uh, a lot of mothers cannot produce. I'm a single parent. Uh, my daughter just turned three, and I've mm-hmm. been raising her on my own. Um, Have you but, been breastfeeding her? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but to my knowledge, you know, after 12 months, you are supposed to be getting that child onto milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the breast produces, like one little like the head of a needle, one little drop gives you more than all the milk you can drink during the day from what the doctors told us. Absolutely. Breastfeeding, I'm a thumbs up. I support it. But have you seen the photo of the mom with the two kids latched on? No, sir, unfortunately. Uh, Here's the deal, Jason. My email is michael at michaelgraham.com. Get a second. Check out that picture. You have to link the story. It was so disturbing. I didn't put it right on my face. I hate when you go to someone's Facebook page to see what they're talking about, and they've got some, like, grotesque whatever you know isis executing somebody i'm like come on come on let me at least choose to click in so i try to avoid that the picture i've got up has like a little porn banner thing you know how they do the black bar trying to block it out but check it out for yourself and uh then email me jason michael at michaelgram.com tell me if that picture doesn't make you unsettled it certainly did with my wife shirley is here to uh, try to win some free lunch shirley welcome hello okay we're gonna play the line we get to the end you jump in okay Okay. Here we go. 
No, it was very natural. It was very, it seemed very natural. I feel like. Shirley? He's my son. No, it was very natural. It was very, it seemed very natural. I feel like he's my son. Now, Shirley, do you happen to have kids? They're grown. They're grown, but they, you, they were kids at one time, little kids, right? They were. Would you have helped out a friend during that time if she needed breastfeeding help? I don't think so. Yeah, it, 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 it makes me uncomfortable, too. I, I, I can tell you're very uncomfortable. You just called in to win the prize. We're going to put you on hold. We'll get the information, Shirley. And you enjoy lunch at Village Tavern. And don't forget to check tasteofatlanta.com to see all 90 participating restaurants. Oftentimes in, in conversations like this, you find people who want to scream and yell about rights. I, I know the feeling. That's often me. Uh, I get that what this mom and dad, are, these, two mo- these two mothers are doing, certainly not I- illegal. It's not biologically irrational. You know what I mean? It's not like trying to raise your kid a vegan, which is a great way to kill your child because it is almost impossible for a human body in that stage of development to get the nutrition it needs. So it's nothing. it's not like that. I get that on paper, this shouldn't bug people. That's why I'm so fascinated at 844-404-1067, why so many of us are bugged by it. My wife's first reaction, just first reaction when she saw the photo and saw the headline was, ew. And then the second reaction is, 18 months old, really? Ew. And I've got uh, emails from people who are from different cultures who say, Michael, it's not that big of a deal. We don't understand why you, know, why you have a problem with it. And all I can say is people do. And I think it has to do with the intimacy part. And that's why I'm so interested in how would you even ask this question? So you've seen the picture, you've seen the story, you know what the mom's doing. Are the moms doing anything weird? Are they doing anything wrong? Would you be willing to do it yourself? What about the idea of milk brothers? Is that an idea that makes sense to you? 844 844- Four zero four one zero six seven, and uh, also the story of the local woman in uh, in Clayton County who says that fish officials violated federal law by not giving her an air conditioned bus. She's a bus driver. She says she's entitled to an air conditioned bus, and so she's suing, and she may be awarded hundreds of thousands of dollars and her uh, job back if she wins. In, of course, an air-conditioned bus because she can't, she says, drive in the heat. You wonder if somebody really has a uh, combination of asthma and other uh, lung issues that involve heat. Is school bus driver really, I'm, I'm thinking you probably want to go to some, uh, there are other careers out there where the AC is not as much of an issue. Let's talk to Regina. Regina, you're on with Michael Graham. Thank you for the call. Hi, Michael. In the 70s, I lived in Alaska, and I worked at a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my manager told me that his mom was still nursing his little brother. He'd come home for school at nine years old and and ask for it. <laughs> nine wow. Years. Also, back in the um, slave days, you know, black women nurse little white babies. Yeah, and, and there have been wet nurses throughout history. You know, you have, yeah. like, royal families or whatever. And I get the concept, but it's still... Yeah. Okay, let me ask you, Regina. When you found out that the nine-year-old was coming home for lunch, <clears throat> what was your reaction? I was astonished. I had never yeah. heard, heard of such a thing. But yeah. but people would argue, hey, it's natural. It can't hurt. Whatever. No, I mean, And they might have been poor, and she yeah. was still producing milk. As long as you nurse, you produce milk. Yeah, but, wow. I just, <laughs> at some point, you got to get a burger. 
You know what I mean? How about how about a PB and J? This is just there. Everything in your in your human experience, your cells, your brain is yelling out, this is a problem. I don't like it. Yikes. It's it creeps me out the same way that if I looked out my window and saw this, it would creep me out. Thought he had a bunch of packages for us. But when he spotted the mail carrier out his front window, he witnessed him do something unthinkable in broad daylight, just feet from his neighbor's house. Started pulling his pants down, started defecating. And at that point, I grabbed my camera and started taking pictures. He says he had plenty of time to take those photos, which clearly show the mail carrier in the act. Officials with the Postal Service can't believe it. We're taking this very seriously, and I really want to apologize to our customers and to the public at large. Uh, for the years that I've worked for the Postal Service, I have never heard of an incident like this, uh, and I hope I never do again. Unfortunately for the guy apologizing, that postal carrier who did, in fact, leave a special gift, left a brown package out front, yes, he, he kept his job. They just moved him to a different route. And now the uh, Postal Service wants to let these mail carriers into what you would do is you'd pay a fee and they would go into your grandma's home or your elderly uncle's house and they would help around the house. Like install. And one of the things they mentioned is installing appliances. <laughs> really? Ah, well, I tell you, the world is getting crazier by the minute. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. It's 1150. I am Michael Graham. By the way, Braves fans, the Braves scored six runs last night, even though they ended up not winning. Still about six bucks off a full service oil change at Express Oil Change and Service Center. That's where I go to get my car taken care of. Express Oil Change and Service Center, six bucks off today. Tell them Michael Graham sent you. Before we get to the confession hotline, though, Greg wants to talk about this woman who's breastfeeding her kid and another kid, and the oldest kid is 18 months old. Greg, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, my wife uh, breastfed my two kids. Uh, one was four when they quit, and the other one was five. Five? Yes. Five I mean, I years like old? That was, it wasn't the primary meal. It's like in the morning, nap time, and before bed. They would want to, you know, latch on and have a taste. Did that disturb you at all? No, it's not really. No, it's kind of a turn on both. But I like the uh, I like the idea of her breastfeeding and uh, uh, you know the bond with the, the mother and all. So. Uh-huh. Plus, uh-huh. my kids are fairly smart too. Well, I, I, I they were smart enough to keep going toward the good stuff. Was I guess that's okay. That that call made me uncomfortable. Unset- Greg, you unsettled me. We took one too many calls. I today. think I, I I think the next call is from Woody Allen <laughs> talking about parenting tips. I just, this is not. It's kind of a turn on. I don't want to, you know, you know what I do want to hear? I want to hear. Thank you for calling the confession. Hotline. The one, the only world famous confession hotline sponsored by Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, where you can win tickets to see Yes and Toto August 22nd. So I'm a little confused. And if someone might be able to explain to me what the difference is between the lady breastfeeding to toddlers uh, versus a uh, threesome. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm even more cringed cr- out We can end the show right now. By the, by the way, I want you to know, I recently participated in 33.3% of a threesome. Oh, I'm very proud of it, too. Yes, my book regarding Hillary Clinton is right. by J.D. Stollinger, Catcher in a Lie. <laughs> hey! 
Hey, catcher in the lie. I like that one. Since we're on the topic of mail, when you send thank you notes, and yes, you should send thank you okay. notes. This is coming from not a 70-year-old baby boomer, <laughs> but a 23-year-old millennial. Do not be a grade A Richard. Email thank you notes are not proper. Have some class and send it via wow. a handwritten note. Yes, yikes. Tell you, Ernie Post there. Okay, but hey, thank you notes are a nice thing. I I don't don't object to them at all. I just object to losing two to three billion dollars a year keeping the Postal Service alive. Yeah, I think after the debate last week, it's obvious that Hillary on her bookshelf has a personally autographed copy of The Art of the Deal by Donald (laughs) Trump. Absolutely right. Uh, and a, uh, th- a thank you note from him, too, no doubt. I mean, Hello there. Her. I think one of Hillary Clinton's old books that she has on her bookshelf is called Mine Cramps. <laughs> Mine Cramps. <laughs> I hate to admit uh-huh. that I hacked into Hillary's server Ooh. and I found the book How to Be a Closet Communist by Karl Marx. I don't think Carl's in the closet, <laughs> but uh, maybe she is. I have a name for a book from Hillary's library. Yes. It should be called My Biography by Hillary Clinton. How to say, I did not have sex with my email <laughs> server. <sighs> Can we get away from the sex, please? You're bringing the show down. Kind of yeah, my idea off. for uh, Hillary's book should yes. be what to expect when you're expecting indictment. <laughs> Expecting indictment. Very nice. She used to be inevitable. Now she's indictable. How about how to run a campaign from prison? Okay. Should a good ha- Orange is my new pantsuit. Oh. There's one. Yeah. Years ago when uh, Bill was in office, yes. Hillary looked up Sniff and Clip Your Bills <laughs> by Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> Well, a candy book for her to absolutely have on tap, no doubt about it. Men are from Mars. Women like me have a penis. Oh, ouch! That's that's mean spirited. But okay, men from Mars. Yeah, that's a that's a popular series. I understand. <laughs> How to win elections and influence people, even if nobody likes you. It's she's it's a, it's an amazing skill she's got. Yes, I bet you she feels real natural too. Let her husband breastfeed too. <sighs> Now wait, 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 wait. Are we saying that like it's a bad thing? I have complete. I have no objections to husband breastfeeding whatsoever. I want to be clear. Yeah. Good morning from the Hillary Liar uh, Library. Yes. Uh, the best one we have is to kill a mocking bit and uh-huh. the unluckiest woman alive. <laughs> is that the new one they found? Yeah. They just found a, the, the the sequel, right? <laughs> to kill the mocking. Yeah. Hello. Hello. A book you may find on Hillary's bookshelf. Um, I'm sure you've heard of the book. What color is your parachute? Yes. Hers would be, what color is your jumpsuit? <laughs> I like that, too. Solid uh, grouping of calls today. Man, man, I feel bad. These are so good. I, I love this. So what are we, we – Mine Cramps is good, and the lie one was uh, to, uh, catch, her in a, catch Her in a Lie. That, man, sex with the Server is pretty good. Sex with the Server is good. The uh, How to uh, indict pe- you know, win friends and indict people, it's – uh, Men are from Mars. This is, the be- this is the best round that we've had. It is. It is. I and mean, it's, it's only going to get better. That's the great thing about the Confession Hotline is that more people get into it and, and grow. I'm partial to anybody who cusses. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not given to kill a macho. You know, just, uh, 
I tell you what, solely from a standpoint of literature, since it is a book thing, we'll do Catcher in a Lie. Catcher a, in a Lie. A solid, solid uh, nominee. And but don't worry, you have more chances to win because the confession hotline is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 404-436-2007. Our winner. Yes, my book regarding Hillary Clinton is by J.D. Solinger, Catcher in a Lie. He even knew the the author. So you got to give him credit for, for that. Points for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Email me anytime, Michael at michaelgram.com. Already got some stuff for tomorrow's show, but if you've got a topic you want us to cover, please let me know. I'll see you then. Coming up next, award winning radio broadcasting legend, The Kimmer, only on News Radio 1067. Good calls on the confession hotline, kind of a turn on. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.